Welcome to Real History, shows what you know about history. On this podcast, we talk about historical movies and television, at least usually we do, but this is a very, very special episode. Usually we go back, you know, we check what was life actually like during that time period, you know, that's what we do, separate the real history from the real history, usually, but this week we're doing a finale because we have reached the end of season three of Real History. Very impressive, I think. Hi, my name's Jacob Rose, and I don't know anything about history. And my name is Michael Tynan, and I'm halfway through a big bag of Haribo. Uh, my name's Mark, and I have taken several painkillers. Yeah, great. Well, we all get through it somehow. Uh, actually, yeah. You... Some Haribo, some Norofin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, as I was saying, we've reached the end of season three. Very exciting. Uh, I'm very Woo! happy we've gotten through another one. Thank God. Um <laughs> But yeah, so at the end of each season, we do a bit of a finale, a bit of a shite talk episode where we answer some questions from listeners, we give out Mel Gibson awards, we do some quizzes, and that's exactly what we have planned for today. So if this is the first episode you're hearing, maybe go back and pick one with a movie you like. Uh, but for this one, we're just going to kind of chill and uh, hang out with y'all and celebrate. Yeah, you could go back and pick a movie you don't like, because chances are I didn't like it either. So, right. you know. Mark's monologues are unforgettable, as we know, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, as I was saying, we're, we're going to get to some listener questions and things like that. But I think we should start with a little announcement that we are going to start a Patreon. Um, literally, at the start of this season, when we were referencing that, that was not a thing. That was it a was, joke. I really a, thought it was a joke. Yeah, it actually was a joke. Kind of was, yeah. Most kind of, of it. Was. And then we were like, maybe we should just throw one together. Um, so, that's the plan. Yes, please give us money. <laughs> That's the short of it. I think we're really selling it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think so. yeah I think so. So basically, we're going to start a Patreon that releases a bit of extra content, and we're making the barrier to entry very low. So if you want to sign up, it'll cost about two to three euro or dollars per month, depending on your currency, kind of in that range. And this low tier, low, low tier will give you access to all of the bonus content where currently planning to release. So to be clear, you might see higher tiers when you go to the Patreon, but at the moment they only exist for if you want to give even more support. Um, and then in future, maybe we'll add Patreon benefits that are exclusive to those higher tiers. But just as we're starting this out, we wanted to make it flat across the board, a very low payment that will get you one bonus podcast per month, which is not an enormous amount of content, but the main reason to sign up, we hope, would be you wanting to support the production of the next season. Yes. It's basically to fund books for next season. (laughs) Yeah. And a couple of pints. Yeah. Which which help with books, really. But like, I mean, two two euro a month, two dollars a month, 50 cents a week. Yeah. Not, not too bad. Yeah, and so as Just I said... Subdivide it more. <laughs> <laughs> a day, that works out. <laughs> so as I was saying, we will be putting some extra stuff on there, but it's really just out of the goodness of your heart if you'd like to throw us some euros for books, etc. Uh, but what we will be putting out is at least one extra episode of some kind per month. Um, so what will that be? It will be things like Top 5 History, Um which we've already had as which there are more episodes of. I yeah. know we had said there was going to be more, and then one came out. There I've are forgotten more. what they're about at this stage. There are more, <laughs> and there's more coming. They're down the back of the couch here somewhere. Or somewhere, yeah, yeah. yeah. Through my other pants. 
And then also uh, on the Patreon, we might put out a show we're tentatively calling Footnotes and Fancies, because we often say, uh, like, especially this season, like, oh, we could go more into that on a Patreon. But what we mean is (laughs) if we had a bit more time to talk about this. And basically, that's what we will put in these Footnotes episodes, some, some extra chat about some of the topics mentioned on the show. Um, as well as maybe giving updates, uh, because mm-hmm. I, I'm sure we must be a bit frustrating if you do like the show that we just go dark for nine to ten months and then reemerge. I so. actually work on an oil rig in the North Sea. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's where we go <laughs> during those periods. But, yeah, I, I realize one extra thing per month is not a lot. Um, but basically, we're thinking uh, we're going to focus on the making of the next season. I'm sure that's what most people want. So, this is to give you a little extra something. And we might at some point introduce higher tiers where maybe there's more episodes, but maybe it's not more extra audio. Maybe it's like shout outs on the podcast for being a big time sponsor person. Uh, or allowing you to vote on future episodes, even on the main feed. I think big time sponsor person should be what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> you will get a T-shirt with that written on it in crayon. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. The by the time you're hearing this, the Patreon should be live, um, ideally, and. If the world hasn't ended, of course, but, you know. Yeah, and the first episode of our Footnotes and Fancies, uh, or a different show, if that one didn't work out, will be on there for you to listen to if you go to patreon.com forward slash I haven't set up the URL yet. Please check the description for the URL. (laughs) (laughs) It will work. It will work. Hey, this is Jacob from the future. Um, the URL is patreon.com slash real history podcast. Realized it wasn't the best idea to launch this thing and not tell you where to go. So <laughs> so that's it. Patreon.com slash real history podcast. I don't know if you know this, but that's real with two E's. Back to the show. But yeah, that's the big announcement. Um, please give us some money if you want. But uh, no pressure if not. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, it, important to just reiterate that the main show is still going to be free. And yeah. we'll just come out as per usual. Yeah, and if anything, I think this will help us get it out quicker because we're not yeah. over committing to doing a bunch of other shows. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I think that'll cover that. Uh, feel free to go there and ha- we'll have more chats waiting for you. But for now, let's get on with the finale. So... Maybe, as I said, we have a quiz, very exciting, and some awards. We'll get to those. But let's start with some questions from our listeners. Questions. Okay. Yeah. And if you want to ask us a question, it's at real underscore history on Twitter. Uh, I think we've gotten this question before. It's from, uh, it's from Matt uh, on Twitter. What's a topic or era of history that you guys would like to see made into a movie or TV series? And I, I, I think I might combine it with a second question that's from Dia that says, what are your top three historical figures you'd like to see a big budget show movie biopic made on? Um, or and maybe not the same things we've already discussed. So Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, etc. Um, so kind of the same question. I think we've talked about it before, but it's still mm. interesting to touch back on. Uh, what would you like to see? Um, so for historical figures, I think... I, I might have said it before, but I, I think um, the... Uh, uh, Grania Whale, Grace O'Malley, was it was a it was like was referred to as the pirate queen. She was like this medieval figure in Ireland who was like defied the crown and essentially had herself made the lord of an area, um, which obviously would be a bit unusual in medieval times for a woman to do that. And uh, she she carried out all of these 
pirate raids on shipping lanes from the Spanish and the and the English. Um, it's a pretty remarkable figure. Like, uh, I think I think like you could see either a long form HBO show or like a mini series or, or even a movie, like a biopic or something like that. She'd be ideal for that kind of thing. I feel like I'm having a flashback back to you pitching this exact same idea in a a previous finale. So maybe we've answered not just the same question, but the same answer. I might have given the same answer, yeah. Because I I was just thinking maybe I would say something about samurai or something. Oh, yeah, okay. That's probably what I would have said then as well. So Yeah. I think, like, there's there's periods of history, I think, that, that, um... You know, like whenever this question gets asked, I always I always frame it in my mind as a as a, like a prestige television series rather yeah. than a movie. I don't know why that is, but that's that's always how I, I, I frame it. Like, and I I think um there's a lot uh there's a lot of periods of history, even recent history that aren't that well covered. I would like to see like an HBO series set during the Great Depression. I think that would be re- really interesting. Like around maybe maybe like Wall Street traders who like lose everything in the crash. You could you could examine. Uh, the fallout in places like New York or the smaller cities or or or, or just even in in Europe or whatever. Um, staying on that, I think I think um, there's a show I've been watching recently called The Juice, which is made by uh, uh, the guy who made The Wire. Yeah, I watched definitely the first episode, maybe first couple of episodes of that. Is yeah. that still going on? No, there was three it was three series. Okay, okay. Uh, eight, eight episodes apiece. And uh that that sort of covers the transformation of Times Square and the area around it from this like the red light district basically into what we now know of it as. But there there's there's elements of things that happened in the sixties feeding into it, like the Stonewall riots mm. in New York. I, I think you could do a show around set around that in itself. Um and the uh, you know the LGBTQ community in in New York, I think that would be an interesting topic for a show. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, those are those are my shouts. And obviously, Granuel, because I'm always saying Granuel. So. <laughs> yeah, and I, as I was saying, like I probably said something about samurai last, or about good Swedish historical fiction, even if it's mostly made up. Um, <laughs> it would probably be more interesting than what was going on in medieval Sweden, but that's just me. Uh, Michael, do you have any? I think. Probably something on Rasputin, yeah. Oh, yeah. But a big yeah. budget, you know. And also, it would be, I suppose, the problem with it would be would be probably have to be X rated as well. Of course, yeah. You Rasputin. Know? So, sure. <laughs> um, I just think he he obviously pops up in a lot of films in different ways and a lot of documentaries and that type of thing. But to actually have a biopic of his life and go through the extraordinary events he witnessed and took part in, um. I think it would uh, be a great way to view that tumultuous time mm. uh, in Russian history. So, yeah, definitely something on Rasputin wouldn't be Be-begs bad. Begs the yeah. question, who would you cast as Rasputin? Well, there's a good question, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know immediately, question. like, uh, Russian actors, you know what I mean? And yeah. none, none maybe come to mind. Like, I, my my immediate thought, it was Christian Bale. I <laughs> that's immediately who I thought. Like, who, who could play it? He just needs to grow a scraggly beard. Yeah, you know, but, like, yeah. he, he's got that... The ability to carry off that huge character yeah you know what i mean yeah. that like the crazy sort of the insanity like i, I reckon he could do it yeah he int- do he's very intense yeah and that's intense. what rasputin was like he was yeah. famously able to like entrance people yeah you know yeah. so yeah i think you'd need uh, someone like that um or even it's going in a different direction you'd go like with a brian blessed character maybe <laughs> someone you know with great charisma and that type of thing yeah. huge voice um but yeah kind of hard to know which way to go with it but yeah that that's probably my pick yeah that's a good one um 
So another question also from Dia is, what's your least favorite thing about researching or consuming history? Dodgy sources, missing sources, history repeating itself all the time, too many conflicting uh, sources from various sides. Also, when are you discussing the Habsburgs so I can (laughs) pretend to know something for once while listening to your show? She's very demanding, Dia, isn't she? She is. I know she's listening to this, that's okay. So that's what I was going to say. I'm not aware of any any particular movies that would focus on the Habsburgs. I mean, I might be very happy to do an episode on the Habsburgs mm. because they are mental um, and obviously super important in European history. Uh, so I'd be happy to do an episode on that, but I'm, I'm not... Suggest a movie to us that's got Habsburgs and yeah, yeah, we'll do it, yeah. Maybe we'll put it on our Patreon for people to vote on. Yes, indeed. Maybe yeah. we will. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, and So what's your favourite thing about researching or consuming history then? was the first part of the question. Favourite thing or least favourite? No, least favourite. Least, least favourite. Like, a lot of times when it's it's uh, a not not well-covered uh, subject in history and you're reading sources, it, she says it in the question, the, those, that there's there's uh, contradicting sources. Sometimes it's not even just that they're contradicting, it's just that it's hard to know which one is more likely to be true. Yeah. And what you end up doing a lot of times is comparing... Say, say, let's say you have five sources for something. You compare all five, and you see, okay, what's the likelihood that actually happened between this? And it can be really, it can be really uh, annoying and difficult to do. Like, it, it specifically in reference to say someone like Alexander the Great, if you're if you're researching an ancient figure, because the sources all have different goals in mind. Mm. Like a biographer is not trying to do the same thing as a military historian, obviously. You know what I mean? And they will tell certain a certain event from a, a specific angle that doesn't really add up to you know so yeah. the the conflicting thing and then trying to work out middle ground that can be that can be annoying i think that's a good answer michael do you have any least favorite bits oh she you know it's uh always the problem me trying to condense down things into you know digestible portions that we can talk about for an hour and i find it very difficult to wield the knife and just go okay we're not going to cover that 300 year period and just <laughs> pretend it didn't happen because obviously we're confined with uh, the length of time we can speak and that type of thing uh so yeah um i find that probably the hardest thing and it pisses me off uh that i ha- can't can't mention everything that i want to mention but um i think i'm i'm learning to live with it uh, yeah. I, I think for like for, for listeners, obviously you don't you don't see the prep, but like for most episodes, Michael will come with with, with just like <laughs> like a binder full of notes, like he, like multiple pages for every topic. There's always you know so so much more information that we could put in. So I'm much more uh, hands just covered in highlighter. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm much more uh, flashcard type. Yeah, but that's like. because Mark actually has a good memory too. Uh, so <laughs> I don't think it's that. I just <laughs> My like, brain is has been fried, I believe, at this stage. So <laughs> I, I, ju- I just can't do that long form note thing. I just can't. I, I just use I use buzzwords to remind me of the of the thing instead. Yeah, but, but you kind of you have the formulations and things kind of they just unpack out of yeah, your head, yeah, which doesn't happen to us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we have to have it on paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, for, I don't think you can learn that gift, Mark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For me, the, uh, you know, I haven't done that much research for this show, but say when I was doing the Japan one, um, 
the annoying thing was even finding the source or finding what I should consume because I don't necessarily have the practice. Like I go to Wikipedia, but I don't read a book. So figuring out which paths to follow to find the information that's actually relevant, especially when you're covering something quite broad and it's not like there's one book written about this. It's like I need to figure out what swords they used, but then I need to figure out what was life actually like during that time and and then like what wars were going on at the time like they're all in different sources and figuring out which book to buy and then reading it and going okay this is starting from the beginning of time (laughs) and it's speeding (laughs) through all these sections and now it's telling me all this boring shit i don't care about um so figuring out that because i basically what i feel like we make with this show is we make a really condensed version of something that gives you a good overview and that's often so difficult to find uh in a well-written well put together way i think definitely yeah most books that you're going to come across uh, are concerned with the detail rather than the overview realistically so and the thing i i suppose i love most about uh doing the research is when you find these really like ridiculous anecdotes yeah. about historical you characters. love whipping out an anecdote when we do this because yeah. uh, yeah. you're always like i just have to tell you about this <laughs> yeah like uh, there was one i i I'll always stick with me it was when i think i repeated on a different podcast maybe but uh it, there was a famous French diplomat called Talleyrand during the time of Napoleon. Oh, yeah, no, I, I yeah. listened to this recently. <laughs> yeah, and Napoleon, um, this this famous diplomat had n- betrayed Napoleon, and Napoleon t- uh, summoned him to the to the palace uh, when he was emperor at the time, and he just said, "You, sir, are a shit in silk stockings." <laughs> and it's this kind of stuff that I live for, you know. I, I know, I know, I'm not very complicated man. Uh, it's those type of anecdotes that i go yeah it's worth reading this book yeah uh great so i'll move on to a question from una uh from mayo who also lives in this house but is not here right now uh she's also my partner i think i was a bit vague on this when we introduced her at wolf walkers i was like you also live in this house <laughs> and we are like somebody bumped into do you want to be on a podcast do you so this question's from una um from Mayo, uh, what place or object lost to history would you most like to see rediscovered? Oh, or sorry, yeah, what location? It's actually, object? a good question Isn't as it? well. A very good question. Yeah. yeah, lost to history, rediscovered, like something that's just gone or destroyed or lost. I would say, um, oh, that is. That is uh, the, probably the the house of learning in, in or the house of wisdom in Baghdad when the Mon- the Mongols destroyed it in, in the twelve hundreds. How does that stack up to say the Library of Alexandria? It's because, a similar kind of yeah. concept. But yeah, I haven't heard of this one. Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, so the, the house of wisdom is, is, was this was this great repository of knowledge, and what they did is they collected. It was said it had a copy of every book in the world, east and west. So I mean, there was writings from China, writings from from Europe, all around the Middle East, North Africa. Um, and it was supposed to have been like the greatest center of learning in the world at the time. Yeah. And uh, then the Mongols came into uh, came into that part of the world, and they well, they didn't care, and <laughs> they they ruined it basically. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that that'll probably be the one I, I would just. It, it's it's the kind of the destruction of that is the sort of thing that sets back human advancement. Yeah. And we for how many centuries we don't know, you know. So that's why we we'll go for. Uh, but well, my pick, I suppose, is a bit more parochial. Um, it's the loss of, I suppose, the Irish records. There was a fire in oh, yeah. uh, the, during the Irish Civil War, and 
essentially hundreds of years of records um, of dating back to, I think, the 12th century, was it, Mark? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And maybe even older, there could have been even... Documents Cer- certainly from, fragmentary stuff that's older from yeah. even older yeah, yeah for sure and there was a fire essentially in uh, during the Irish Civil War um, in the Four Courts building um, in the centre of Dublin and uh, yeah it was nearly all lost they have in the last few years miraculously tried to reconstruct the library yeah um, through kind of trying dupe, finding duplicate sources in Britain or you know in, in different countries so they have actually um Put it online now, I think, and you can actually go and sift through it. But for if you're if you're Irish and you're like trying to find out about your family history, it's really tough because yeah. uh, basically nearly everything for eighteen hundreds is yeah is it's gone. It, it's it's awkward because like the census in the in the, in the sense that we know them now are sort of I think eighteen forty one is sort of the first one, the right at the start of the 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 reign of Queen Victoria, and then and then they go every ten years, but there were censuses before that they just weren't in the same form and we've basically lost all of it and, and there's just sort of an irony in that like it's the civil war and the first thing we do is wipe out part of our own past you know it's sort of it's pretty tragic in that sense you know yeah yeah um for me the answer of course uh, about what lost place to time uh place lost to time would i like to see rediscovered it's tato park <laughs> um, which is a theme park was a theme park uh, based on crisps uh, basically corporate sponsored by a crisps brand Tato um, and uh, and a fine brand they are too in, indeed and uh, original so, cheese and onion manufacturers apparently so yeah. that's what they say and they had a theme park now I never went which is why I want to see it rediscovered so that I can go because they Basically, they didn't destroy it. It's just their corporate sponsorship ran up, and now it's just got some generic name instead of Tato Park. But there was a crisp Spud Park. Yeah, I don't know a, a yeah. crisp theme park, and I didn't go, even though I lived here and I love crisps. So that would probably be up there. Fuck the Library of Alexandria. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I, I think I think that it's it it shows that we're doing a bad job, Michael, incorporating Jacob into yeah. Irish culture, where he's like, "Do you want to go to Newgrange or the Rock of Cashel or anything?" No, nah, I want to go to Tato Park because I love crisps. Yeah, well, I don't know if that makes him more authentically Irish. I can still Irish, go to or... Newgrange next week. <laughs> Tato Park is temporary. It's lost the time. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> right. So yes, definitely that's my answer. Um. Next question is from Bob Afro on Twitter. Would love to hear a general chat on the influence of history on some of the most popular fantasy series and movies. A Song of Ice and Fire, Lord of the Rings and Dune come to mind. Really anything with deep enough lore to allow for a decent comparison. Now, that sounds like a Patreon episode <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It does. Especially, I mean, Game of Thrones. I've wanted to talk about the War of the Roses yeah. uh, on this yeah. podcast one way or another anyway. That'd be a, a good way to do it. But maybe that's it's a little too disconnected from what we usually do. So maybe we'll put that as a Patreon. Yeah, I, like, that's, that's, that's the obvious one. I mean, there's, there, there's almost, almost no situation or paradigm in that show doesn't have a real world yeah. analogue yeah. you know so it's yeah we could definitely do a Patreon one on that for sure very good I'm gonna be busy lads huh um, <laughs> yeah 
Uh, oh, these promises of future episodes. This is a maybe on this one, <laughs> if we get around vague, to it. Vague promises of yeah, eventual yeah. content. This is not a legal contract. Yeah. Vague promises that there will be a season four at some point, if yeah. you give us money, maybe. <laughs> if, if, you, like, if you give us money, I will record an episode on Game of Thrones on my own. If I have to, if you give us money. <laughs> cool, so that's... Uh, the end of the questions, but I also actually had a quick question of uh, if you're reading anything related to history right now, what are you what are you reading? Uh, I'm well. I'm I'm actually reading the, uh, a biography of a band right now, so it's that's, not really it's not really historic. Yeah, I mean it's it's in the nineties, but no, it's not really it's not really historic like in, in that in the tra- traditional sense. Uh, I'm they recently released um, the Michael Collins Diaries. Mm. Oh yeah, um, and. It, Michael Collins was sort of a, a, he was kind of one of the leaders of the Irish independence movement, if you're from outside Ireland, and uh, basically his family handed over to the National Archives in Ireland his day-to-day diaries over kind of the, the period of the revolution, those kind of three, four years, and it kind of details... He was. It's a, it's really interesting because obviously he realized that he could be arrested at any time, so he didn't want to put anything too detailed in his diary. So yeah. they kind of had to decrypt all the yeah. information in yeah. the diary and the way it's put together and and how they decrypted and uh, show his life at this time, which was crazy. You know, um, like this guy was a, a master spy in some ways. You know. Um and setting up spy networks and traveling around and all this, all pretending to be a businessman. I just think it's really good. Yeah, really good. I recommend it. Right. Yeah, and I, I, I guess maybe I asked this because I'm for once reading something related to history. I'm reading <gasps> uh, the Anarchy: The Relentless Rise of the East India Company. Oh, uh, interesting. By William Dalrymple. Um, so it's really interesting because yeah, obviously it goes into how uh, the East India Company was formed uh, yeah. and how it became what it became and all of that stuff that you kind of know in the back of your mind from Pirates of the Caribbean a little bit (laughs) but it's really interesting to see how you know it coincides with if you've also read like uh, Sapiens Homo Sapiens Mm -hmm. Sapiens Sapiens, yeah yeah if you've read that like talking about the invention of capitalism and then you also read this where you know this company is the biggest in the world and how it springs forth basically and and the behavior of that entity forms an empire driven by capitalism it's a, a really interesting Really interesting story. I'm There's only part a, of the way through, a but BBC show isn't there based on that? I don't a know. A couple of years ago, oh, I'm sure there is. What was it yeah. called? Like based uh, on this book, you mean, or just based n- on the East India? No, based on the East India Company. Yeah. Um, who is in it? Right, it'll come to me. I'll have to find a. Right, does does this sound like something we might watch for an episode for next season? Is it the birth of an empire, the East India Company? No. <laughs> all right well that's the one that came up it's, on a, dra- it's a drama yeah. series like is it yeah, is it? yeah it's a yeah. drama series it's about a guy who comes back from in- the east india company or something like that yeah um what's it called Anyways, this- we'll have to edit this part too does this <laughs> have t- tom hardy in it? oh yeah that's it tom Tab- hardy taboo yeah. taboo yeah, that's it that's- i think that's about the east india company. is it i did not yeah i've never seen it oh uh, maybe it is but it's yeah. so bad though yeah Surely oh is it bad is it bad yeah well yeah i yeah. i have actually reviewed yeah. it on shows what you know.com if oh. you search for it back when it was first coming out yeah you'll hear us discussing the first it's few very dark going, uh, yeah what's happening uh, here this sucks uh. but does yeah. that does that get supernatural or is it just i i only watched a couple episodes yeah me too but it stuck with me i was like oh, 
because I remember them going into dusty offices with old white men, mm. you know, who were sec, sec, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. Uh, plantations and cargo ships and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, this sounds vaguely sin or vaguely sinister, you know? Uh, yeah. So stuck with me. The, that could be the British cabinet today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we'll end up talking about this one, but I, I recommend the book either way. Um, so from here, we've finished our questions, which is good. But that means we've gotten to the part of the show with the Mel Gibson Awards. Oh, it's been a long time coming. It Mel has. Gibson Awards, another year. I believe we we were introducing some categories this year. Is that right, Mark? Some categories, yeah. So I thought we would have the, the Mel Award for the least historically accurate movie, uh, the Mel Award for the worst performance, and the Mel Award for the most egregious single offense to history. Okay. So and this kinda... is just from season three, though, this yeah. time. Yes. Yeah. I think yes, last yes, year our Mel Awards did cover the two seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were the inauguration. The inauguration. Yeah. What is it called? The inauguration? Yeah. Of the yeah. Awards? Inaugural. Yeah. yeah. Inaugural. Inaugural. That's the yeah. word. Inaugural. That's it. So to remind you of what we've done this year, we have Braveheart, obviously, the top spot, uh, maybe a contender for some of these. Uh, the Last Duel, Alexander. We did three episodes on Vikings. Wolf Walkers and then Apocalypse Now, two episodes on that. So, a lot of good media, I would say overall. Yeah. Like if we're talking about, yeah, no, for sure. Was one of the worst movie or yeah, just... well, least historically okay, accurate yeah, yeah. movie. It's not okay. not necessarily worst movie. Like I don't want to take the tension out of this balloon, but like it's Braveheart, isn't it? it is, well, for, me, <laughs> for me, it's Braveheart. Yeah, for me, it's Braveheart. Like yeah, <laughs> I we mean, really built it up. This guy. Yeah, this I mean, time. you, you the could... gold envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it back. Sorry, I don't want to. And Mel Gibson has won his own award again. <laughs> like it's not, it's not Wolf Walkers because obviously that's like a fantasy, so it doesn't qualify for yeah, being it gets historically a a accurate. Vi- Vikings is pretty, you know. Vikings is pretty, it's pretty it's, inaccurate. Yes. Yeah, that's actually a good point. It jumps around really a lot in time, so maybe it's the most. There is gods as well. Yeah, yeah. Who come yeah. into it? I, I, I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to say Vikings is the least historically accurate. Okay, what is it? What do we hate? What what is it besides the face paint? What is the worst thing in Braveheart that uh, definitely didn't happen? You know, I mean, look, I mean, it, 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 how long have you got? Like, no, I mean, almost <laughs> trying to remind myself so I know which. I one mean, al- almost none of it is is, mm. is, is even remotely fair, accurate. You, yeah. you know what I mean? But for me, it's it's the way that the Scots are kitted out, like wearing kilts and and just looking like filthy. You know what I mean? It's like Stone Age people, like it's ridiculous. And the fact that they're wearing woad, it's just. And I know people don't think that's like a big deal, but it's just, it's just so flagrantly, and and just like dramatically ahistorical. Mm. You know, it's going back to a time before people in Scotland refer to themselves as Scots. I mean, it's ancient, ancient history when people did that. Like, and it just has no place in the 13th century. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's just like he did with Apocalypto, where he's like, oh, yeah, it's sort of the Stone Age, kind of. Is it the Mayans? Is it the Aztecs? Who cares? Here comes the Europeans. They don't no care. Sense. They'll just be stuffing their faces with popcorn. It just makes well, no sense. Let me make this argument, then, that in, in Vikings, we do have gods, like you're saying, but it, I think it's also more clear that it's doing a summary of Viking events uh, rather than actually... Uh, like Because Braveheart is obviously just the story of William Wallace, one man, a real person. We definitely know he's real. Yeah. And 
the things that he does is not accurate to the world, you know, whereas in Vikings, their sources aren't that reliable anyway. They true, have to make true. up a lot of stuff about the religion, etc. So I'm I'm just, I'm, maybe it's more interesting to say Vikings, but I have to, you know, be protective of my peoples. Okay, yeah, no, that's fair. That is fair. Okay. I mean, look, I'd be happy with, with saying either, either answer. So do we want to throw the decision to, to Michael? Yeah, the, Michael, what, and honestly, don't mind either way. Which so for them, I I do have thoughts on the most hi- in his uh, the the most least. Not, not least historical yeah, yeah. moment. Oh, okay, uh, but um, I suppose for film, just because of the damage it's done, I'd have to go with Braveheart. Yeah, okay, you know because that. it has that, yeah. left an imprint on generations of people of certain idea William Wallace and like mm. I said pop culture forevermore when you have a scottish warrior person uh character they will have blue paint uh <laughs> and a kilt uh which you know yeah doesn't make sense so definitely have to go with mel for that one i'm sorry i'm really sorry well mel. Done, mel and congratulations again. congratulations again like, yeah. Dan, yeah. like yeah. we do think you write good stories but you know just do better <laughs> yeah so what was uh the next one the least historical moment or uh act be- uh, well i, ca- I called the award the mal award for egregious single offense to history okay okay what uh what is your suggestion there michael well i think although apocalypse now you know as we discussed uh if you uh in the in the in the couple episodes we did i think it's largely accurate in spirit but um i do think there is a problem with the one of the final scenes in that movie um, where, you know, this is the 60s and the 70s. It's supposed to be Cambodia um, and the bow and arrows um, hitting the boat, you know. So basically we have Captain Willard sailing down this river uh, towards uh, Captain or Colonel Kurtz and they arrive into his encampment, which looks like something from the Temple of Doom. Um, and... <laughs> At that moment, the, the the attack happens on the boat, and it's bow and arrows, and you're just like, "This is, you know, Cambodia, and it's supposed to be Cambodia in the sixties or the seventies." Yeah, why are you using bow and arrows? Yeah. yeah, so I think that moment is now it is taken from the book, uh, but the book is obviously set uh, in the in the nineteenth century, you know. So like, it's it, I think that moment though is pretty bad to give yeah, you an impression I, if you were Cambodian, I, I don't think you'd be very happy with that. I would, you know? I would agree with that. It's just so needlessly primitivizes these people who are not primitive but mark would you go for that for the award over some of the things mel gibson does <sighs> is mel getting a pass on this one <laughs> yeah i actually will pass. go i will yeah. actually will go for it yeah okay because it's really really egregious you don't have the excuse of it being you know one vague time period that people aren't aware about imposed on another vague time period that people aren't aware about this is like modern history yeah. <laughs> and people using bone arrows which is just not you know it's just no why would they be doing that they could have had a similar stuff? scene with people coming out of the jungle but they could have had weapons they like, have, yeah. they, like it's not like Southeast Asia at the time was lacking in machine guns exactly they, you know oh, yeah exactly famously that was yeah. actually Fa- famously problem, not lacking yeah. in weapons yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I'm happy to go defer and go with that my my only thought would have been like Cromwell being eaten by wolves but as we said it's a uh, but that's how how it should he should have died should, yeah it's revisionist <laughs> history and that's fine uh, <laughs> okay there's one last award right and the last award then was the Mel award for the worst performance yes it's so for me, like my my nomination is Jared Leto as Hephaestion in Alexander. Now he's not in the movie very much, but 
every time he's in the movie, he makes it worse. It's it's just the worst po-faced nonsense performance I've ever seen. It's awful. Who so, was he again? Hephaestion, <laughs> he's Alexander's Lover. best friend slash yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. He obviously okay. left an unforgettable mark on you, Jacob. You, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like Colin Farrell. <laughs> I, think, I, I think he's even worse. Yeah, Farrell. but really like you have to watch him for less time. True, true, true. <laughs> Which is a factor for me. Um, yeah. No, I mean it's probably someone in Alexander. It's, there's a lot of bad. The script acting. is so bad. Like yeah, the, the yeah. dialogue don't have is so to bad. Work with, yeah, it's it's um, almost impossible. The last duel is quite well acted. Braveheart, for its faults, has a almost hyper realistic yeah. kind of charm yeah. to its dialogue. And Braveheart everything. is just it's, it's, like it's, a comic book, basically. Yeah, it's a know? fun script. Braveheart, yeah. you know, yeah. So. Um, and then there's Vikings and Wolfwalkers and Apocalypse Now, and all of those are pretty good. Yeah, so I think it's Alexander. It's or Alexander, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Uh, oh yeah, no, I do. If beyond doubt, Alexander. Yeah, yeah. No, they're shocking. They're shocking. Like, like we said, it's like though? a. Oh well, it is a like watching a day daytime TV in part. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. It really, really poor. If I had to pick, I think Val Kilmer is a great actor. But I think he overacts in this. Mm. Movie. Oh, he does. Yeah, he's um, chewing the scene. Maybe I'm being a bit unfair to him. I'm hardly a good actor myself, you know. But um, but, cru- but crucially, Michael, you don't bill yourself as a professional <laughs> yeah, actor and charge yeah. millions of dollars to do <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <like. laughs> Very true. Yeah, uh, I think he really over overacted, like the drunken stupid stupidity of him. Like I know Philip liked to drink, but. You know. Yeah, but he was an extraordinarily successful yeah. professional general. And as we saw in the episode, he's kind of set up Alexander to become oh, the of great. Course. You know. Could we just do a compromise then and say the worst performance is the cast of Alexander? Yes. <laughs> it's Everyone gets to come on stage. Everyone's on stage. Everyone this gets one. a little golden mouth. You're all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Okay, let's say that then. That's great. Okay, so um, can we also say before we move to our fun quiz... Dun, dun, dun. I, hang on, I never said it would be fun. Okay. <laughs> before <laughs> Excruciating move, quiz. Yeah. Uh, before we go there, let me ask, do you have a favorite piece of media from this season? Like, just Ooh. for you personally. I think, well, um, I was really pleasantly surprised by Wolfwalkers. Mm. I, I only said that because I, I had never seen anything by that studio before. Yeah, I know you guys are you were a lot more familiar with it, um, and I I really liked how they handled uh, the story and really liked how they incorporated the Irish myth and legend and all that kind of stuff into it. So I I'd be tempted to say that, but I mean at the same time, I do love Apocalypse Now. Yeah, it it is one of my all time favorite movies. Like so, I feel like I have to say that really. I think yeah, the like the opening scene of Apocalypse Now just does it for me. So yeah. That's fair, and um, I obviously have only just seen it now recently, but I was also thinking Apocalypse Now is definitely up there. But as but if I'm only talking favorite piece of media, like not not like which is the best piece of media or whatever, I probably would be more likely to put on Wolf Walkers. Mm. Yeah, uh, to know. rewatch. Yeah, definitely. exactly. Yeah, so yeah. like just enjoyably from my point of view, recognizing that Apocalypse Now is. But it does have amazing. lots of pretty colors, Wolf Walkers. Yeah. Brave, oh, it does. Yeah. It's gorgeously. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's beautiful animation. That's probably a favorite for me, but Braveheart is really good, <laughs> even despite all of its flaws. I it, really like, enjoy it's, it's, it so it's, much. It's, a, it's infuriatingly a really, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Infuriatingly good. It's, a, it's very, very watchable. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, we none of us said the last duel, but even though it is good, but you would. The, la- the last duel is a great movie, but yeah. it's not a movie that you just sort of put on in the background. 
No, like Alexander, obviously, is what yeah, it is. Like, you know, <laughs> last year was just too... It's very well, the thing with Alexander is he could go to bed and when you wake up, it'd it still be on, yeah. Yeah, famously. So that does bring us to the quiz. Not, I didn't say fun. I just said quiz. Um, so this... I was going to say this week, but obviously I meant this year because we do this once a year. <laughs> so this year, uh, Mark has prepared our quiz. I am the quiz master. Yes, yes. We passed the hat. Along. Yeah, well, we, I just didn't think it was fair that you, you know, you always have to do the quiz and, you know, you're putting Done on it once, effort. Done it once, but yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. But just we're like, oh yeah, another music quiz, but there was a lot of effort in that, like, you know. <laughs> so I thought that's a little bit, uh, a little bit harsh, so. We're we're doing a, a history based quiz now. This is shocker. This is based on uh, famous his. Well, look, I said famous. I don't know how famous they are to, to non history nerds. Yeah, to me. But these these are based on uh, speeches, famous speeches that were given throughout history. Right. And uh, it's multiple choice, and there is a bonus in most of the questions. So so if somebody is egregiously behind, they can catch up. Yeah, I'm sure. So we're going to give one point for each for each right answer, but also a, a point for the bonus. So okay. it's quotes basically from speeches, and yeah. we're guessing who said yeah. these words. So I'll read I'll read the, the, an excerpt from a speech, and then I'll give you three options as to who it is, and you have to give me you have to give me the right answer, and then I'll give you the bonus. Yeah, and it's not anything related to this season, right? It's any. So so I that was, so here's the thing, right? So I started off thinking, oh, let's relate them. So it's. So some of them are related, but then I was like, mm, there's not that many speeches, actually, yeah, yeah. and, you know, so yeah. there's not loads of speeches from, you know, uh, Apocalypse Now that you could uh, incorporate because it's not really happening or whatever, you know, so anyway. Yeah. How so, many questions do you have? So I have, I, well, I actually have 11, but the first one is sort of a, is sort of a gimme. Okay, so like... Strap in, listeners! Let's, let's see how much of a gimme it is. <laughs> okay, so um, a famous civil rights speech in which the words I have a dream. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Was that it's spoken by A, Martin Luther King? Yes. B, Malcolm X, or C, Robert Fitzgerald Kennedy? So that's like a flavor of what it's going to be so like. So that's yeah. that's, okay, that's, okay. that's 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 your gimme. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to give me the answer here? Let's give me the answer, sir. Oh yeah. A. a. <laughs> I knew that one. Well done, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus. They're all this easy. Can Bo- they all be gimmies? They're not all. They're not all this easy. Bonus then for this one is what year did that speech take place in? Uh, not so smart now, are you? <laughs> I, def- I never. I be- can I just wait until Michael says his answer and say, ah, uh, yeah, that sounds right? <laughs> Jesus. Only one person gets the bonus. Whoever comes out with the answer first gets it. Okay. Uh, 1960. Two. Michael? 63. Oh, Michael gets it. 1963. Oh, fuck. It's in the right area. I was thinking of the Cuban Missile Crisis and yeah. trying to work around that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, question two. Madman. This is literally the only way. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, right? Exactly. Okay, so delivered in 341 BCE, the third Philippic included the line, Philip has conquered your indolence and your indifference, but he has not conquered Athens. Was that speech given by A, Cicero, B, Solon the Lawgiver, or C, Demosthenes? C. Oh, is it? Mo- do we just shout out? Just, yeah, whatever you go for. I mean, I guess I'll go C because of how quickly Michael said it. C is the correct answer. It was given by, by Demosthenes. Bonus, quest- bonus oh, question. Bonus no, question. Yeah, it was a great speech. Mm. Philip is the king of where? 
Oh, Macedon. Macedon, too fast for Jacob. Yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't the speed that was the problem there. <laughs> okay, question three. A famous resignation speech from uh, the Quasi office Quasi-Quatang. <laughs> no, I said famous. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, a famous resignation speech from the position of Commander-in-Chief included these lines. I resign with satisfaction the appointment I accepted with diffidence. A diffidence in my abilities to accomplish so arduous a task, which, however, was superseded by a confidence in the rectitude of our cause, the support of the supreme power of the Union, and the patronage of heaven. Was that given by A, John Quincy Adams, B, George Washington, or C, William McKinley? I'm going to go B, George Washington. I'll go with A to be different. And Jacob gets a point on Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I did well, read part of oh, Sorry, yeah. Bonus, bonus question. question. What year? Just think of this Hamilton song, 70. <laughs> Give me it. Don't patronize me. Uh, yeah, no, I was thinking of the Hamilton song. Yeah, of course you were. It's like, uh, mm, 1789? No, it was later than that. I'll go 1789. Wrong. It's 1783. So here's uh, the thing. It's not his resignation as president. It's his resignation as commander-in-chief of the army. Right. Right. I knew the words. Like, I, I read those Yeah, you read them, yeah. yeah. Is, no. You would have read them in... in um, Founding Brothers. Yes. Yeah. He says it there, yeah. Okay. Delivered in 1588 at Tilbury. These lines. I have the heart and stomach of a king, and a king of England too, and think foul scorn that Parma or Spain or any prince of Europe should dare to invade the borders of my realm. Elizabeth I. <laughs> You have you, you haven't waited for you have you have to wait for the you have to wait yeah, for the wait options. for the options, man. All oh, right, options. <laughs> I'm actually going to give a point to Jacob for that because you're not following the rules. <laughs> I, I mean, I would say no, but I need a handicap here, guys. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> bonus. Could be wrong. Bonus. Which Spanish king launched the Spanish Armada? You probably a ch- probably a Charles. I'm going to need an answer here. I'm probably a Charles. Some Fernando. <laughs> probably a Charles. No, you're both wrong. It was Philip II. Uh, I was going to say Philip, just because, you know. There's so many of them. (laughs) All right, question five. Um, Famously given at at the Democratic National Convention, these lines, do we participate in a politics of cynicism or do we participate in a politics of hope? Were they delivered by John F. Kennedy, Barack Obama, or Harry Truman? That's a good question. Can you give me the quote again? Do we participate in a politics of cynicism or do we participate in a politics of hope? Thinking that you don't like JFK, so you're likely... <laughs> I don't like any of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with Truman. I definitely I, don't like him. I thought JFK when you were saying the quote, but then like the hope emphasis is very Barack Obama's campaign poster so i'm gonna go barack obama okay so you're saying truman yeah and you're saying obama. i don't remember him saying cynic obama saying cynicism too much so and jacob jumps into the lead it is Ooh, barack obama and it's congratulations <laughs> bonus question okay. for me okay so a speech during war we take increased devotion to that cause for which they here gave the last full measure of devotion that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain. What war has been spoken about here? Is it World War Two, the American Civil War, or the Russian Civil War? Can you say it again, Mark? We take increased devotion 
to that cause for which they here gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain. Was it Russian, American, and... So, A, World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B, American Civil War. Yeah. C, Russian Civil War. Fuck. I was going to say Braveheart something. <laughs> so, hmm. It could be about any Civil War, in a way. Uh, Will be. Which is the problem. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with the American one. Yeah, I have to go with my gut and say that one as well. Correct. It's the American Civil War. And the bonus question, who delivered? Lincoln. Lincoln, correct. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, Michael regains the lead. Oh. <sighs> Things are heating up, listeners. <laughs> Next question. Famously delivered as part of an inauguration speech. The line, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Was that delivered by A, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, B, Teddy Roosevelt, or C, Ronald Reagan. I thought that was uh, Remus Lupin on the Hogwarts Express to Harry Potter. Once again, your your Harry itself. Potter references just bounce off me. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's, uh, Rose, Roosevelt for Wait, da- World War Two. Which Roosevelt? Uh, Teddy, is it? I'll go with Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy? <laughs> I'll, I'll align. Oh. And you are both wrong. wrong. Okay. Oh, I just didn't. I had no clue on that. But one. We did no. say Roosevelt. You said Roosevelt. Yeah. But you, said, you said Teddy. The answer was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the mm. fifth cousin of Teddy. So this Roosevelt. was a a trick question. <laughs> Bonus question: What year? Oh, forty-one. Uh, no. Forty-two. No. no, you can't guess again. I'll guess forty-two. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was thirty-three. Anyway. Okay. So next question. <laughs> Next question. Which medieval leader said this? We now hold out to you wars which contain the glorious reward of martyrdom, which will retain the title of praise now and forever. Was it A, Saladin, B, Balian of Ibelin, or C, Pope Urban II? You repeat the quote again, please. We now hold out to you wars which contain the glorious reward of martyrdom which will retain the title of praise now and forever. Saladin. I don't think a Catholic would say that so overtly <laughs> about being a martyr, <laughs> necessarily. I. What was the second option? That wasn't so it's open. A, Saladin. Yeah. B, Balian of Ibelin. Oh yeah, that's the one I don't know who that is, so I'm going to go with Saladin as well. You don't know who Balian of Ibelin? You no. need to listen back. Yeah, apparently. The answer is Pope Urban II. Ah, <sighs> They do speak so overtly. Why was I being so stupid? (laughs) All right. Next question. Which military leader said this to his assembled troops? We must come to a decision together. Are we upon my advice to go forward or upon yours to turn back? Was it A, Alexander the Great, B, Leon Trotsky, or C, Gustav Vasa? <laughs> Literally could be any war as well. <laughs> yeah, that could be something you could say in any situation. We can either go forward or back. Yep. <laughs> I felt sure that it was um Alexander because that sounded like something from the movie at the yeah. end of the line when they're traveling east. But then you said earlier there'd be some Swedish history in this, and Gustav Vasa is obviously Swedish, and he was in a sim- not in a similar situation. I don't think Mm, I'm going to go with Alexander, even though I feel like maybe, but yeah. 
Jacob says Alexander. Yeah, go with Alexander. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he he wouldn't be that deferential to his troops. He <laughs> he's not in that position. Although he did, to be fair, like when he was escaping from uh, the tyrant, as we call him, the yes. the Danish king at the time. Um, you know, he was coming through Dalarna, uh, where which is where I'm from, and you know uh, other bits, and asking for help. And people were like, "We're going to need some time to think about it," or uh, maybe fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so that would have been a very similar situation because then they came and fetched him. That's the basis of the biggest ski race in the world. Lost it up it. Came and fetched him and uh, went back and, you know, took the tyrant down. So could have been him, but I'm glad we got that one Death right. Death to tyrants. Yeah. So there's two questions left and the scores are tied. Ooh. Really? Oh, wow. We'll still be friends, Jacob, yeah. afterwards. We, did, we didn't say what the prize is for. The prize, of course. Oh, is yeah. Is there- <laughs> the first slice of strawberry gatto which we are having a gatto in, no in it's whoever wins gets to smash the whole cake into the other person's face <laughs> i don't remember consenting about. to this before <laughs> we're gonna need a lot more money on patreon before maybe that's next season yeah. depending on if we reach our patreon goal for now well we'll see we'll see what happens all right so which leader said this Ours is not to drive for power, but purely a non-violent fight for independence. Was it A, Mandela, B, Gandhi, or C, Daniel O'Connell? I'm going to go with Daniel O'Connell because he did use pacifism as uh, before everyone else. Michael showing his workings here. Oh. Mm, what was the quote again? Ours is not to drive for power, but purely a non-violent fight for independence. It could be any of them, but... Um, let's go with Gandhi. And Jacob jumps into the lead. Oh, Bonus. What year? I haven't gotten to that part of this book yet. <laughs> yeah. he, he, was go, he was on to go a long time. Um, Indeed he was. It's, I would say it's some, maybe when he, maybe he was quoted that when he was in Downing Street or something. When he went to visit Downing Street. When was that? You tell me. Yeah. Mm. You guess. <laughs> and then I'll if guess. You, if if you can jump out with a guess before him. No, I, but I... I Say no le- it's really. it, sometime in the 30s, mid-30s, 35, 36, 37. <laughs> <laughs> no. A bunch of years. I have to take your first answer. It's no. Mm. Sorry. Uh, I don't even know, like, Gandhi's birth and death years, to be honest. So, uh, 19... Uh, 1940. Jacob was closer. It was 1942, but mm. we, no points there. Oh, yeah, fair. Okay. <laughs> Jacob was ahead by one. Here's the final question. Now, okay. if there's a tie, I, I don't know what we're going to do if there's a tie. We're just, we just have to have an arm wrestle or something. This is like the, the fi- this is question 11. Yeah. Okay. This is I'll throw the down the gauntlet. Right. Yeah. yeah. What, or what revolutionary said this? It stands on this principle that the meanest and lowest of the people are, by unalterable, indefeasible laws of God and nature, as well entitled to the benefits of the air to breathe, light to see, food to eat, and clothes to wear, as the nobles or the king. That is liberty. Was it A? It's beautiful. Lenin. (laughs) B. James Connolly. Or C. John Adams. Ah. I don't think it's John Adams. Um... 
Connolly, of course, is Irish, so you would know better. <laughs> um, I've picked a couple of Irish ones here, thinking that that was Mark's stealth way of get, teaching people about Irish history, but uh, I've been wrong, so I have to be very hesitant here. Yeah, I am... Hmm. Could you repeat it, Mark? It stands on this principle, that the meanest and lowest of the people are, by unalterable, indefeasible laws of God and nature, as well entitled to the benefits of the air to breed, light to see, food to eat, and clothes to wear, as the nobles or the king. That is liberty. Is it A, Lenin, B, James Connolly, or C, John Adams? I'm going to go, go Connolly. Ja- yeah, James Connolly, for sure. Um, Lennon wasn't fighting a king, you know. You're both wrong. Mm. The answer was C, John Adams, and that means that Jacob has won the inaugural oh! historical speeches contest. I knew that was the answer. I just tricked you. <laughs> congrats. Woo! Congrats, Jacob. Okay, you know, well, maybe well, I'll take you up on that on, face on the cake. Now. Well, you can. Yeah, well. You can. Yeah. You just enjoy it. You love gatto. We all, we are we all, all gatto bitches. We are indeed heart. gatto bitches. Did we talk about the t-shirt that we get i don't think we did we got you a t-shirt mark that says gatto bitch on it 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 in fact says gatto bitch and i in fact do wear this around the house very often yeah great. yeah it's it's yeah it's a nice t-shirt it's one of our finest purchases yeah Jacob. A, yeah yeah it was a good move this is the sort of thing if our patreon takes off and this becomes our full-time job expect masses of gatto bitches t-shirts <laughs> mass produced for for all of our rabid fans but until then uh please uh, keep a lookout for season four and if you have any uh, uh you know interest in getting in touch in supporting us um, feel free to donate to our patreon and we'll uh, have a chat with you if you have suggestions for shows you might want to see on the patreon feel free to tweet us that as well yep. and also thanks so much mark thanks michael for a great season it's been really great well, thanks for organizing it and doing all the work. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for doing all the reading. <laughs> uh, and thanks to the listeners, too, because when we started this, we didn't think anyone would fucking listen to it. So, That's a fair point. Yeah, know, yeah. Uh, great. <laughs> yeah, thank you all for, for listening. And as always, you can find us on Twitter at real underscore history. We're not super active there, but if you tweet at us, I think we all get notifications on our phones. So if you really want to harass us, we don't have a social media manager. Just be talking to all three of us simultaneously basically so that's e- at real underscore history you can also go to shows what you know.com for all of our previous seasons and episodes and you can go to patreon.com slash real history podcast probably that's what it's gonna say <laughs> check the description to make sure and go maybe give us some euros and we'll continue the conversation right there because there's already an episode there so uh see you over there and if not see you in season four cheers for now End of the reel. Thanks a million.